Hey guys, are you looking for a sports book that you can trust? Well, look no further than mybookie.ag, where you can get a 50% match on your initial deposit of up to $1,000 when you use promo code DFSARMY. As a bonus, when you use promo code DFSARMY, you also get a free month of DFSARMY VIP and DFSARMY Beat the Bookie membership. That's a $100 combined value. So we'll help you with your daily fantasy sports and we'll help you with your handicapping. Free when you sign up for mybookie.ag using promo code DFS Army. Hey guys, people always ask me what exactly we do in DFS Army. Basically, if you're someone that likes to play daily fantasy sports, you want to be able to pop in close to lock, get a breakdown of a slate, full set of projections, breaking news, and cheat sheets, player picks, and advice directly from pro players, then DFS Army is the place for you. We function as a team. We help each other out. We have coaching unlike any other service in the industry. And the proof is in the results. Check out our DFSArmy.com wall of wins to see for yourself the massive number of six-figure wins regular DFS Army average Joes have won in just the past year. If you're tired of redepositing all the time, you already like playing on FanDuel or DraftKings, but you want to take your game to the next level, it's time to sign up for DFS Army as a VIP member. Use promo code PODCAST to lock in 20% off the normal monthly rate. That's going to wind up at $39.99, the best deal in the industry. Promo code PODCAST, 20% off, DFSArmy.com, the best deal in the industry. We'll see you in the lobby. In 2015, an elite DFS Army commando unit formed to bring high-level DFS strategy to the masses. Today, hated by DFS sharks and lineup sellers alike, they continue their quest to turn Joe into DFS pro. Good afternoon, everybody. This is your DFS Army Bold Calls NBA DFS podcast for March 19th, 2019. I am your host today, Boomer's Daddy. Joining me is Shy. Mr. Bear, what up, brother? What's happening? Uh, a little tongue-tied this morning, as you could probably tell. <laughs> oh, no, it's uh it's it's been a it's been a fairly good morning i've um fixed a dishwasher thanks to my three-year-old sticking a magnet in uh the vent i had to take the front off uh it took only about 20 30 minutes but did fix it okay um it's uh always an interesting day when i have to fix things especially with uh a three-year-old trying to help me in time but it did get accomplished uh, in relatively quick fashion. And that meant that I had a little bit of extra time to uh, spend with him, which is always good. Mm -hmm. um, and then he decided that he was going to start using the end of the couch to try to play Superman. Oh, boy. So uh, luckily, I caught him midair um, and he thought it was the greatest thing ever. <laughs> he thought yes. it was so fun. Nice. So hopefully he's not going to be doing that um, again anytime soon. Nice. So, but that's pretty much uh, the extent of my morning. Um, 
Oh yeah, by the way, we've got a lot of news. <laughs> yeah, well that we do. Um so this is uh this is that time of year where um everybody decides that they're gonna have load management and they're gonna fake injuries and whatever. So uh yeah. let's go through all of these, shall we? Yeah, that's good. Um Okay, in the Charlotte-Philly game, Tony Parker is out due to rest. Joel Embiid, load management. Cody Zeller, knee soreness. Uh, Houston-Atlanta, Deontay Davis was signed to a 10-day contract. Um, Eric Gordon is in. Nene is out. Isaiah Hartenstein is out. And Amon Shumpert is out. Uh, We'll talk about that here in a second because that does... uh, Hire my interest in one uh, or two of these backcourt guys for the uh, the Rockets here. Um, and no, they're not named James Harden. Uh, for the Atlanta, or for the Lakers-Milwaukee game, the two big ones in that one, LeBron James, Giannis Antetokounmpo, down. Uh, for the Lakers, Lance Stevenson is out. Tyson Chandler is probable. Josh Hart is questionable, and Mike Muscala will be starting again for the Lakers. For the Milwaukee Bucks, Sterling Brown, out. Uh, Ursan Ilyasova, probable. Tim Frazier was signed. Uh, Pau Gasol, out. Dante DiVincenzo, out. Uh, For Golden State, John Livingston, questionable. Andre Iguodala, questionable. Can you guess why? You said Andre Iguodala? Yeah. Meaning what his injury is? Yes. And I only bring this up because it's it's something that's so funny. Uh, something with his teeth, though, but I, yeah. I'm not sure exactly what it is. It but says, yeah. it, the injury designation says tooth. <laughs> nice. Uh, DeMarcus Cousins out uh, for Minnesota. Jeff Teague, Luel Dang, Derek Rose, and Robert Covington out. Uh Jacob Evans is questionable for the Golden State Warriors. Not that that really matters. And for the Sacramento Kings, Alan Crabb is out. Expect more of this news to start hitting um, early in the afternoon. Uh, and it's it's going to, going to make some... There's going to be some changes in what we talk about. So, I want to make sure that everybody knows that what we say does not... Uh, is not set in stone and that if you want to get up to date player pools and everything, Bear, you have yours going out today, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, make sure you check. I think Mutt's got his Fandle out and Keg is, is uh, going to have his DK out later on as well. So make sure you check out these three coaches. So um, you get an updated player pool based on any of the injury news that ends up hitting. Hey, I want to credit FanDuel real quick because we had word that uh, Joel Embiid was going to be out. Um, it was pretty quickly after their game, I think on Sunday. Um, it was Sunday or Saturday. And, uh, you know, whether or not Boban actually plays, they made sure to jack up his price to where he wasn't going to be uber chalk. Congratulations. DraftKings, again, you have dropped the ball there. Uh, the fact that there's a $2,700 difference between one player 
from one site to another is unbelievable. Yep. In, in today's age where we know things are going to happen, like I know why it, it happens for DraftKings so much. One, because their, their pricing is, is soft anyways. Uh, their pricing has been a joke kind of all season long. But they also distinguish and put out their slates and their prices two, three days in advance sometimes. Yeah. And so they cannot react due to news uh, in the NBA the way that FanDuel can because FanDuel doesn't put out their slate information until um, basically after all the slates or, yeah, after the last game's tipped um, the previous night. So. That's one of the reasons why. But uh, good job, FanDuel, and uh, DraftKings do better. Sound good? Yep. I love you, DraftKings. I love playing over there. But I shouldn't have to, like, I shouldn't be able to be, build super. Yeah, I agree. I, I need to be, I need to have to take some. Uh, all right, let's move on, shall we? Uh, going to point guards here. Um. Steph Curry on the back end of a back-to-back and Ben Simmons are the same price, 9400 Uh I have them about three or two and a half points apart or just over two and a half uh, projected points apart. Um, I have Steph. Ben, Steph, Sorry, and, Steph and Fox? No, Steph and Ben Simmons. Simmons, okay. Yeah, they're both 9400 yeah. Um, I have Ben Simmons projected as a, at a little bit higher of an ownership than uh, Steph. If that's the case... Give me all the Steph, and I'll fade Ben Simmons every single day. However, I don't think it's going to be like that. And the reason I say that is this, is I think now that Boogie's out, Steph is safer because of the fact that there's not a chance that he's going to surprisingly sit. Uh, He gets the Minnesota Timberwolves, who now are going to be throwing the combination of Tim Frazier and Tyus Jones out there. To defend him. Not saying that Jones is a bad defender, but uh I mean it is still Steph Curry. And it is the Minnesota Timberwolves, and yeah, he's still Steph Curry. Um Frazier's with the Bucks, brother. Oh yeah, not not sorry. I yeah, not Bayless. Tim Frazier. Jared Bayless, exactly. Yeah. Um too many insignificant point guards getting run late in the season to keep track sometimes um i don't know what i'm gonna do yet right now i'm leaning towards steph just because i think the ceiling is higher um and especially if i can get the ownership based on um based on ben simmons being you know kind of chalkier due to the fact that Joel Embiid is out, then that's going to be someplace I'm probably going to really think about going. However, I don't I don't think you have to play either of these guys today in order to win. Yeah. Like, I think you can, but I don't think you have to, like, I don't yeah. think one of these two is, is a must. Um, I don't either. Particularly when you have guys like Fox and some of these other point guards we'll talk about. Because um, I think the chalk is all going to go to Bledsoe. That's yeah. where all the chalk is going to go. So, I mean, for me, doing like a 
you know, a combo, and you're going to have, um, you know, some Bayless. You're going to have a lot of the other value plays here, which we'll talk about. So I think ownership today is is going to be a little little more spread out. Uh, there's one guy here that I'm probably going to have in every lineup, which we'll talk about here shortly. But um, you know, you've got your Tyus Jones value. You've got your um, who else do we got here for? It's pretty much it. You know, Dinwiddie's dropped a lot. Um, he's dropped all the way to 5,800 on FanDuel. Um, so yeah, I mean, your options are certainly nice. Um, but, uh, in terms of ownership, uh, yeah, I I mean, I think uh, people are going to go to Simmons strictly because Embiid is out. Yep. I I think they are too. Um, you know, and it's one of those situations where like, if they're within three points of each other. As far as uh, as far as uh, you know, ownership, then you know, I'm not really going to make any decisions based on ownership on that front. But yeah, if throughout the day it starts to cl- like the difference in the ownership starts to climb, that's when I'm going to start trying to make the decisions and see what and, and determine where I'm going to go. As as far as these two players are concerned, so makes sense. Uh, Kemba Walker, he's eighty six hundred. He is actually projected to be the highest owned point guard of the night. Um, uh, I don't know what I'm doing here with Kemba. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, uh, it's tough because he's at a price where you want to play him. Um. You know, I don't. I don't believe they're fully into tanking yet. They'll get there soon, but they're not there yet. They still have a chance. Not a great one, but it's still a chance. Um, you know, they're not fully healthy still. Uh, I don't know if Zeller will come back this year or not. It doesn't look good for him. Um, but he's one of those where you take a couple shots. I think uh, I don't. I don't see how you don't. Frankly. Um, I just think it's a sticky situation there in Charlotte. Like, yeah, I've got other guys that I kind of like better. Um, now he is at, like you said, he is at the price uh, where you know he is. He is very interesting, mind you. Um, <clears throat> I, I just, I don't. I don't agree with the ownership percentage as far as him being the highest on point guard. Like, I don't see the reasoning behind that because you've got Chris Kemba Paul. Is? Yeah. Right now, yes. Kemba is because, right, you know, you've got Chris Paul at 8,500 that's going against Atlanta. And yeah, they've been playing better on defense, but it is, they still do leak points at the, the point guard position. Um, you got De'Aaron Fox, who's $400 cheaper going against Brooklyn. Um, you got Eric Bledsoe now without Giannis. You've got, um, Spencer Dinwiddie at this position. You've still got Collison. Like, I think the point guard ownership is going to be pretty much spread out. Yeah. And I think I'm just going to I I know who I like. I just don't know how I'm going to distribute the 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 exposure to him yet. Like that's yeah. that's my conundrum right now 
Yeah, I mean, I'm right there with you. It's that's you know that's always the hard part, isn't it? So, um, you know, we'll, we'll have to see. <clears throat> excuse me, we'll have to see. Um, you know what what kind of transpires. There, there's certainly going to be um, a fair amount of news probably going to hit because, like you said, this is that time of year. Uh, you know, players sit, people change, all that great stuff. Um, so I think that'll that'll help a lot. But just one of the things that I always tell people, uh, particularly our members, is um, you know remember what you are looking at today, now and early, because when things start to change, don't lose that. Don't don't completely forget about you know what you wanted to do and some of the plays we talked about, because those plays are still going to be there. They're not going to go away. Right. You're going to have new shiny toys, and you forget about your old ones, and that's not typically very good. Yeah, so. and depending on exactly when that news hits, the new shiny toys usually typically end up gaining more ownership than they're probably worth. Yeah. Uh, now, if that news happens within the last like five minutes, five, 10 minutes, then unless they were already a good play and just got elevated, then they're usually pretty low owned. And my example of that is David Nwaba yesterday. Uh, it came out, I think, 10, five, 10 minutes before lock that he was going to start uh, for Otto Porter and or not for auto porter for uh kevin love and i instantly <coughs> instantly slapped the doors on him and ran another script and got him in about uh 15 to 20 percent of my lineups he absolutely crushed last night at like two percent ownership you did um, really well last night he did um you did <laughs> I did on I did on FanDuel, yes. Yeah, I, yeah. I did on FanDuel. I had uh 60% um Orndragic as well. Uh and I forgot to make the Dragic edit on DraftKings and lost about half my money. So <laughs> um that's the one downfall about playing both sites and playing multiple lineups on both sites is if I if, if something happens and I get sidetracked and I don't make that same edit on both sites as far as uh, like who I like and who I don't like, then one of the sites typically inevitably gets left behind and uh, it, it costs me money. So it's a, it's a balance there, though. It's a balance. As we're trying to reconnect to Shy here, because they're lost connection somehow. Always fun. But let's do this. Let's let him call back in. So I let him know. Uh, gotta love today's technology, don't we? Gotta love it. So, um, let's talk about, uh, let's talk about Spencer Dinwiddie here real quick. Uh, while I, while we get back with, uh, we get back with Bear here. Um, there he is. 
Are you there? I can hear you, but I've got to... Um, I was going to talk about Spencer Dinwiddie real quick. Uh, go ahead and start talking about him while I fix your uh, video. Yeah, he is um, one of those guys that uh, I really, really, really do like. Um, and he's... I, I'm always hesitant with the... Um, they can't hear you. Oh, they should by now. That was before, probably. <laughs> Barry, you got to pay your internet. Yeah, well, internet doesn't have just audio issues. Yeah. Um, it should be good now. If you can hear me, technically they should, right? Yeah, technically. This is a cluster today. Fantastic. Okay, uh, yeah, now he's good. Okay. So we're talking about Spencer Dinwiddie, um, and you you like him. I do as well. Um, it's really, really difficult with um, to kind of peg these backcourt guys for, for Brooklyn uh, at times. Yeah. But, you know, Shabazz Napier, he's not getting a ton of run anymore, so you don't have to worry about him. But you've got, you know, Dinwiddie. Um, you've got, uh, uh, D'Angelo Russell, you've got Karis Levert that's in the backcourt now as well. Yep. Um, that's back. He had a decent game, uh, last time out. You, you've got these guys that, you know, can all put up some points. The question always seems to be which one and in a game like tonight, like, I don't mind. Like, I can legit see any of them going off. Yeah. Or multiple of these yeah. guys going off. Um, Agreed. Agreed. You've got Joe Harris. You've got, you Travion know. Travion Graham's getting 18 to 20 minutes a game. Yeah. Um, I mean, don't play Travion Graham. That's, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just – He's one of those guys that you have to add into the into the rotation. Um, but yeah, like you said, Joe Harris, uh, Damari Carroll. Um, it, it, there's just these guys are deep, man. Yeah, these guys are really deep. Um, and I think in a game like tonight, I think they're all viable. Um, I, it, it's a lot like the point guard issue. I don't know how I'm going to spread out their exposures for just the the backcourt of the uh, of the Brooklyn Nets outside of D'Angelo Russell. Yeah. So um, <laughs> that's what it boils down to, man. Yeah. Let's talk about Tyus Jones. Okay. Uh, I'm iffy on him. I yeah, know. Gonna... I was about to say I know the run. I know the. The uh, the situation, I just don't know of the production. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be tough. I mean, obviously, this this entire game is tough. This entire matchup is tough for them. Um, but uh, he's, he's a point guard. I mean, he's going to have the ball in his hands a lot. So, um, 
That's what it is, man. Uh, I think he's a fine cash game value play. Um, I don't know how much of him I'm going to have in tournaments. That's yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I prefer in 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 tournaments. I prefer guys like you know Dinwiddie. Uh, I even go down to Jared Bayless for minimum. Um, you know, you've got guys like um, Alex Caruso, who's going to play a lot. Um, I mean, there there are you know good spots here um that we can we can look at but you have to ask yourself though with tyus jones is the juice worth the, worth the squeeze i mean yeah he's not minimum price anymore yeah and exactly like what are you gonna get out of him 30 you know like <coughs> yeah like i said it, it's it's fine for cash i just don't know if i can do it in tournaments yeah. Like Landry Shamet is $400 cheaper and I think could very realistically if he gets hot probably in this matchup uh against the the Pacers he could probably match him. I mean he, he has to him. get hot, don't get me wrong, but you're going to get a fraction of the ownership and um he's at least droppable. Right. So right. With Tyus you need him to produce and you need him to produce well. So Yep. Exactly. So, all right, let's move on to shooting guards here. 12-3, James Harden, I'm out. I'm not. We're polar opposites here. And like I, I'll, t- I'll tell you why. I'm going ham on Harden. <clears throat> uh, I think tonight's either one of those situations where you go all in or you completely fade with Je- with uh, James now Harden. Now, that I'll agree with because I'm all in. So, um, I think he's in a fine spot. I think he's I, – I just think I'd, I'd rather get my – I'm going to be out, and I'd rather get my exposure through, like, Chris Paul, uh, Eric Gordon, Daniel House, Clint Capella, guys like that. Sure. That's, that's I, just my yeah. thing. And it's just a tournament strategy. For cash, you can plug him in and go in. I'm not saying that Chris – or that James Harden is a bad play. Do not mistake that. I just personally like D'Angelo Russell. Chris yes. Middleton, Clay yes. Thompson, Buddy yes. Heald, Lou Williams, Jeremy Lamb, Karis LeVert, Eric Gordon. Like, I love all of these guys. Yes. So that doesn't leave a lot of room for um, Mr. Harden. Right. Yeah. Hard to disagree. So now if I can somehow figure out a way to, like, go James Harden and then get – pretty even exposure throughout all of those other ones um, and still build pretty good lineups, then it, it, that could definitely be a way that I go. But as of right now, initial builds, um, initial scripts, I don't have a lot of James Harden at all. So, um, especially on DraftKings. I don't have any of them on DraftKings. I have about I have about 20% right now on Fandle. But I like my lineups a lot better without them because I can play Curry and Towns and uh, Russell and, you know, Buddy. <laughs> I can play all of these guys and not have to um, not have to significantly give up a lot. Now, if he goes for 80 tonight, I'm, we know how my night's going to be. <clears throat> um, and even that's potentially right because 
if you're getting if he's getting you an 80 and then you know the rest of your guys are giving you 25s versus 55 across the board uh then you know your night's not necessarily over it's it's there's just there there are too many variables uh on a given slate to just say if he goes for x then i'm he goes for 95 yeah it'll probably be hard well if he goes for 80 at the ownership there's not every i've got him at 23 right now i think with every with lebron with Giannis both out uh with not a lot of people above 10k today I think there's a good possibility he creeps up to that 35 to 40 percent range, especially considering it's a six-game slate. But like, if we're sitting here thinking about this, if he's like say 40 percent, okay, and I'm playing in tournaments where the cash line is say like 22 percent, that's almost double the cash line that he is on the field. Okay, there's a very very good chance that. There's going to be at least 18% of the, the field that's going to be able to put a pretty good lineup around James Harden. That's what I mean by if, and especially when you're talking about MME, um, and you go strong one way or the other, that's where it, it, it's either going to pay off or it's going to kill you. Um, and that's what, and that's exactly where I am. Like I, like I'm, uh, and I'm obviously it's still early, but I'm in, uh, so I'm putting about fifty lineups into some some larger field tournaments tonight. That's the path that I'm taking, and it's you know I'm either going seventy percent Harden or five. Like I'm not doing, I'm not matching the field. There's it doesn't it doesn't make sense for me to do that. Now yeah, for you, you, you can't do that for you single lineup people. You know, uh, you also have a decision to make. It's either play him or not. But um, you, you know he's got that roughly 50 floor. Um, but there are a little bit of concerns with his neck um, that are popping up. So, um, yeah, he's got th- cervical issues. <laughs> you love saying that, don't you? <laughs> I it's it's hilarious, dude. And you can't tell me as a dad. And, and this is NSFW right now, but you can't tell me as a dad, every time you see that come across the injury report, you don't automatically think of your wife giving birth. <laughs> um, yeah, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, let's move on from James Harden, okay? Uh, Jimmy Butler is at an intriguing price tonight indeed um indeed i don't know what i'm gonna do with them yet i'm leaning out because he's just not a part of the offense and i'd rather go to ben simmons or tobias harris or jj um he just doesn't look happy and i'm not making my decisions based on how happy a player looks but when you're talking about a guy that is as emotional as jimmy butler is yeah and you're talking about a guy that is up for has made no bones about it he wants a max contract this this summer Mm -hmm. um yep sure does and now you have words of and he'll get it by the way i don't think he will if he does he's not getting it from philly um, oh I didn't, I didn't say from philly but he's getting that contract 
Like there's he's going to get that contract. He's going to get it. They're okay. they're they're not going to not give. It. I mean, there are 15 teams right now that will give it to him. So, I mean, yeah. I guess it depends on how he finishes the season. Like, so and I'm not talking like stats wise. I'm talking about fit in with the team. You know, attitude. He's sure. done and said all, all, all the right things since he's gotten Philly, but the production hasn't been what we've expected. Um. I personally think that Tobias Harris is a better fit for this team with Joel Embiid at full strength with Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. Um, you know, yeah. there he just he 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 fits better into their scheme and what they do. Uh, you know, if Ben Simmons is playing a, a major role as your ball handler, that takes the ball out of Jimmy Butler's hands, and he needs the ball. That that's why I'm saying, like, if we're talking eighty one hundred, eighty two hundred for Ben or for. Um, uh, Jimmy Butler, then I can kind of see the he's he's right on that teeter point for me. Like I can see him being playable, but I can also see him flopping at this price. So here's what I uncovered: I was watching a Brett Brown interview the other day, and Ooh, we love Brett Brown interviews. I love all the interviews because I think you get a lot of information there uh, from the coaches. Um, you know, and not most people don't spend the time to listen to those. And you want to know what a coach is thinking that that depicts everything rotations and, you know, defensive assignments and who the coach is liking lately, who, I mean, that's a, to me, that's a really big deal, but, uh, nor here nor there. Um, what he did say was, you know, uh, I had to remind Jimmy that he was an all-star. See, I don't like to hear that. Yeah, no, I'm with you. But what did he? Do? <laughs> but what did he do the next game? He took a lot more shots, and now you've got no Embiid. So I think you're going to see a much more aggressive Jimmy Butler because his coach is telling him, "I need you to shoot," and that's what you need from him. Um, okay, so I'm I'm looking here at Jimmy Butler's shot attempts. Uh, yeah. The last, I mean, okay, so that that game against Indy, which was a blowout, he only took eight shots. I mean, yeah, we knew that. Uh, I mean, that was a that was an absolute blowout. I mean, they almost won by thirty points. Um, he took fourteen and sixteen the next two games. The difference is, is he's hitting them. Yeah. Like, and he took 13 free throw th- attempts against Milwaukee. Like, and he shot 86% from the field against Sacramento. Yeah. Um, like, I don't doubt that it's there. But, like, you're talking about a guy. Okay, so if you take that eight out against Indy, Houston, he took 18. Um, Chicago, 18. Orlando 10, Golden State 16, Oklahoma City 20. Like, he's got 15 to 18 shots in there most of his games. Now, he's got your outliers where, like, against my or against the Knicks, he took six in a blowout. Uh, against, um, against Portland, he took nine in a blowout. Um, you know, so when the games blow out, 
Like it, it just looks like the last week and a half, two weeks, he's been he's been right around that sixteen to eighteen mark. But I agree with you on the had to remind him that he was an all star. Like maybe it's the quality of shots. Maybe it's just not the not it's not just the amount of shots he's taking. Maybe it's the quality of shots that he's taking as far as being aggressive and getting to the getting into the paint that um, I'm not seeing just from the box score that he was actually kind of alluding to. It's possible. Um, possible. I'm willing to more. I'm more willing to take a risk on Jimmy Butler on DK where he's 7,100. Yeah. Uh, I, I I just, I think you'll get, I think you'll get him at a, at a low ownership rate. That's what I'm getting at here too. Given, I, I do too. Given the fact that, you know, again, his coach is saying, you know, score we need you blah 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 um i think that's kind of where I, you know why i like it uh, as much as i do yep all right uh d'angelo russell um yeah i absolutely completely like he was the first guy i put in lock. today lock. and then the second guy i went and put in was buddy heel lock so and like on DraftKings, it's a lot easier to play james harden with these two guys in your lineup, but uh, because I can play D'Angelo at the point guard position, Buddy at the shooting guard position, I can go play James Harden in either the guard or the utility position. Um, yeah. Like, it's just those two guys right there are probably, as of right now, going to be my highest owned players. And this is why on FanDuel, I have no problems fading James Harden. As of right now, yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm with you there. So, um, I, I just love both of them. And if I'm not playing D'Angelo Russell, I can drop down to a Clay, or I can go to a Clay Thompson. I can drop down to a Chris Middleton. I can go to a Lou Williams. If I'm not playing Buddy Heald, I can go down to a Jeremy Lamb. Like those yeah. guys, though that group, D'Angelo Middleton. Clay, Buddy, Lou, and Lamb. I am all over like white on rice on FanDuel, and I don't care what it takes. I'm going to have one, if not both of those guys in a vast majority of my lineups tonight. Yeah, it's it's hard to disagree. Like I think two or more of them could go for fifty plus. I mean, we've been seeing that that you know, it's it's been the the shooting guard position that has been where the explosiveness occurs here. Um, Congrats to you last night for nailing the Levine, um, Luca, Luca, combo. That was, mwah. yeah, that was good. I worked out okay, although Levine wasn't as as much as I had hoped. But yeah, but Luca made up for it. <laughs> Uh, I was all in on Luca. I, I had Luca pretty much everywhere. So, jeez, I had to force him in, but man, it could have been a great night. Um, so yeah, all of those guys, I, I just, I mean, that's those are those. That's my pool right there, man. Um, as far as the mid range is concerned. Uh, any value guys you like here? There's a couple. I don't know what I'm going to do with Karis LeVert yet. He's 
I'm either again just like Harden, right? I'm either way over or way under. But yeah. um, as of right now, I'm 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 pretty much over. Um, you know, I, I the thing is, we've got him at 26% projected ownership. I think that's a little bit high, considering you know Harden, Russell, Buddy. Um, you know, KCP has has gotten some. You're gonna, you're gonna have Pat Connaughton. I mean, you're gonna have um, Chris Middleton. I mean, you're gonna have. So I don't know that Levert gets to that high, but as of right now, I'm over that. So I'm higher than that. Yeah, I mean, he's not shy about taking his shots since he's come back. Um, you know, he's been right around that 10 to 12 mark. He did take 15 last uh, last game against the Clippers, which is yeah. fine. Um, you know, it's not that. Guys, you got to understand, it's not that he lit up the scoreboard as far as raw points is concerned. He had seven assists and four rebounds to go along with that. Um, his shot did look better. He shot 40% from the field. Um, I don't like the fact that he can't get to the free throw line right now. It makes me it, it makes me feel like he's, being, he's not being aggressive, which is not what Levert is, you know, used to doing. Um, you know, you've got free throw attempts before he got hurt of four, nine, four, four, seven, six, eleven, eight. And, you know, the last couple games he shot. Okay, so the last one, two, three, four, five, the last five games he shot the he's got to the line twice. Yeah. That's not good. No. Not for a guy that that has the talent to get there and finish. So I don't know what I'm doing with him. Um, I'm leaning going underweight on the field. Unless he creeps down to that 15 16%, then I might double up the field. But I think I can go to D'Angelo. I think I can go to Spencer, Joe Harris. I can go to all these other guys. Um, and I'll take my chances that Karis LeVert has one more of these games where he's not being aggressive. If he's going to become chalk. I don't, I don't see how he is. I just don't. Um, so. But... But yeah, I hear what you're saying. Uh, okay, so let's talk about this this group right here. Um, Josh Hart, Kevin Huter, mm-hmm. Andre Iguodala, mm-hmm. Wesley Matthews, KCP, and Pat Connaughton. These are f- guys that are 4,500 and below. Okay, so these are quote unquote drop score candidates. But outside of Kevin Huter, they're all projected to play at least 25 minutes. Uh, score at least 20 fantasy points and have the ability, I would say, outside of everybody except for maybe uh, Iggy to go for at least 27 to 32 fantasy points. What are the names? Uh, Pat Connaughton, KCP, Wesley Matthews, Andre Iguodala, Josh Hart, and Kevin Huter. Yeah, give me Pat Connaughton. Yeah, I, I'm kind of leaning that same way. Uh, Tony Snell just doesn't do a lot. And Sterling Brown is out. Um, now, the one thing that I am scared a little bit about is Tim Frazier. Uh, I still think that uh, Patty C gets his minutes, but especially on DK where I can get that three-point bonus, um, he's going to light this field up. And I think he's kind of a little bro- blowout proof too. Well, he, he, he is the guy that will play during the blowouts. And um, the thing about it is, too, is he's been getting decent minutes even without Giannis out. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, he's he's playing no matter what. So he's obviously in the rotation. He's um, one of my f- favorite value plays, for sure. Um, a guy that 
A guy that I'm wondering if, and he's not going to come up on any optimizers, so you don't need to worry about that. But a guy I'm wondering if he's going to be viable tonight or not with um, the Bucks being shorthanded is uh, George Hill. Um, thing about George Hill is they said that he's still going to be on a limit. So, okay, I didn't know if he was still on the limit or not. Well, I was they said ask they said for the next writer. the next handful of games or something okay. like that. So, so just take that George Hill comment and just uh, throw it out the window. Yeah. Now, um, Eric Gordon is somewhat interesting. I don't. I don't like to play Gordon with both Harden and, and Paul in. Um, but I think with the pace and the lack of defense in this game, and it's uh, looking like it's going to be so. The spread is under ten. Spread is eight. Um, I kind of like it. Yeah, I don't mind it. Um, I think I like. Uh, I think I like Daniel House a little bit more though. Yeah, yeah. Um, Gordon is just his price on FanDuel for me. I think he's in a good matchup. I think he's going to have a very, very good game. Yeah. Um, like I, he's going to do the things that he that the the Rockets need him to do. Um, so it's not like he's going to play bad. Now, I say that and watch him go one for 12 from the field tonight. Um, that just seems to be how it works. But, like, I still think he's going to do decently. I just don't know if, like, the profit is there. And, and like, unless we get word that one of these guys is out. Yeah. You know, like, if, right. if Harden is... And I'm not saying that he is or anything, but with the neck, you can never be too sure. That's true. If if Harden is surprisingly ruled out, then yes, go Gordon. Um, but I think and Paul <laughs> and Paul, yeah, and Paul, House Paul, and Paul. everybody else, and even Austin Rivers, even um, dude, even PJ Tucker, I like. Yeah, like so. I I really do like this game tonight. Um, I just don't know if Eric Gordon is going to be the guy that I like. Yeah. Most. So, yeah. all right, let's move on to the small forward position. Kevin Durant was a major letdown last night. I want to go ahead and point out that the Sim had him as a major letdown last night. Um, and he absolutely did you did you watch any of that game? Yes. Okay. So, do you know exactly what uh, Pop and the Spurs did that we're going to have to pay attention to going forward, right? Yes. Okay, Particularly we'll talk, if they meet in the playoffs at some point. Yeah, we're gonna we'll we'll talk about that the next time the Spurs are on the slate. And the thing is too, they got I don't say lucky because it was a good game plan, but Clay just couldn't hit a shot. Clay just couldn't couldn't throw a rock in the ocean nope. either. And so that's kind of where they're like, okay, well he's he's struggling, then we're gonna we're gonna let him beat us, a guy who's struggling, and it worked out because he continued to struggle. Yep. I mean Clay shot under 30% last night and he didn't give you get to the free throw. Not that he gets to the free throw line a lot, but he shot under 30% last night. It was He doesn't. It was uh Honestly, I think he was he was lucky to get what he did out of the game. I yeah. uh, expect that to um change tonight. So And then what's crazy is that uh third quarter at some point in the third Durant started getting hot. I'm like, okay, here comes Kevin, right? And he's starting to do his thing. And then, and then he picks up a fourth foul. I'm like, oh, crap. Yeah. These fouls are starting to get ridiculous late in the season. Uh, 
So Kevin Durant, I I have no problems going back to tonight. I am. So uh, he's something that I'm going to be spending some salary on. Uh, let's talk about Danilo Gallinari. Um, he's going to be getting a lot of Boban or Bojan Bogdanovic. Uh, he's going to be getting a lot of Thaddeus Young. More Thad um, Young, yeah. You know, those two are going to be on him. Yeah, but you're right. More Thad Young. Um, I like Gallo here. I, I just don't know if he's my favorite Clipper. No, he's not my favorite Clipper, but I still like to play. Yeah. Um, especially he's been – he's – for the first time in a long time, he's 100% healthy. You yeah. can see he's healthy. He's got that, you know, um, pep in his step, if you will. Um no, my favorite. He's more of a cash game play, honestly. I'm okay playing him in both. I really am. Okay. I'm okay playing him in both. I, I don't think you go over the top with him, but, um, you know, uh, like I'll probably be under the field, but I, I still want some shares, just because of how much I like Kevin Durant. And then, um, you know, the chalk is going to be Nikola Mirotic. I mean, he's going to be chalk. Uh, he's probably going to start Giannis. Um, and it's a great matchup. Uh, I mean, you know, they, they, uh, our, our resident Bucks expert, uh, was telling us, you know, they've got to get him comfortable shooting and, and you could see uh, oftentimes he's just not like, he's kind of forcing a shot up real quick. And, um, but with the Lakers rotation defense, the way it is at this time of year, uh, you know, for about 60% of the year, um, he should be able to get some pretty clean looks where we'll, we'll get to Kuzma when we get to the, to the power forwards. We're not there yet. Okay. So with Miritich, mm-hmm. I get what he's saying. He needs to, um, they, they need to get him comfortable. Yes. I don't know if I can. I don't know. The, it, it's the ownership is what scares me. Him being chalk, just um, what, what scares me too. It's what's taken me off of him. Like like right now, obviously it'll get updated, but we're only showing him at twenty five percent. He's going to be closer to fifty five percent. Um, he's five k. I mean, he's five k. He's coming up to be projected at you know almost six x in all, every optimizer. So he's going to be more than that. He's going to be at least over forty. So who's your pivot off of him? Say in tournaments you want to pivot off of Nikola Meritich. In tournaments, I like Torian Prince. I like Joe Harris. I see. I'm I'm leaning towards the Joe Harris, Damari Carroll. uh, Damari Carroll. And then Belizia kind of combo. Yeah. I'm I'm a good all those. Uh, Not as much Belizia because I I don't, don't like his minutes, but... Um, Even Harrison Barnes for four hundred dollars more. See, I was gonna hit, look at Harrison Barnes too, but I wanted to go guys that were the same price or lower. If okay, it's a yeah. few hundred bucks more, yeah, absolutely Barnes. I think Barnes is in a great spot here too. Um, you know, I like Nicholas Batum. I mean, I don't know how much of Jimmy Butler he'll see, but um, probably a decent amount, I guess. But then again, Butler will probably end up going over to Lamb uh, because Lamb is a scorer, Batum's not. So he might get some, you know, either Tobias or even JJ Redick on him, which. Good for Batum. So, um, I mean, either way, uh, it's – I'm at a point now where I'm going to wait to see if if he starts or not. If he's starting, I'm going to lower my ownership, lower my shares because I still don't see him get into 30 minutes. Yeah, I mean, we've got him at 27. So, 
but he's got to shoot. You know, he it, basically the way that Luz kind of described it is, you know, he's shooting. He's pushing the ball when he yeah. shoots. He's rushing it and pushing the ball. And uh, that's not that's not the sign of somebody that's comfortable. But they have to get him right for the playoffs, especially now with Brogdon out. Um, mm-hmm. But Joe Harris is my is my my guy. I'm probably going to pivot off of him, too. Um, I'll have him and Damari Carroll kind of mixed up. Uh, I, I think it's interesting that you talked about uh, Terry and Prince. Um, I'm going to have to look a little bit deeper into that. Okay. So uh, let's go to the power forwards here. Um, yep. I'm torn. All right. So let me give you a quick breakdown. The thing that the Lakers are working on with Kyle Kuzma is him as a distributor. You saw just recently his so like assists. a point forward type. Yeah, okay. like he's like he's running the point guard a lot now. Okay. Um, so now you've got his ability to, and he's been putting up uh, double digit assists. I think yesterday, uh, last game on Sunday, I think it was maybe ten or eleven. I don't remember exactly what it was. Uh, up there, particularly for for power forward. Um, but all of the off season, one of the things that he worked on the most was his handle, uh, his dribbling ability. And so when you could see it, um, yeah, the last two games he's had eight and 10 assists. So, yeah, so it's um, there. So now you've got a guy who Fandle priced him at 6,500 without LeBron James, um, you know, who will probably end up seeing a lot of Miritich or, uh, you know, some DJ Wilson, which we'll talk about here. Um, on the perimeter, he'll still shoot. He'll get his assists. He'll penetrate. So I think it's a really good spot for him. Um, he's he's going to be one of my higher power forwards. Okay, so the the last four games since he's come back, I want to mm-hmm. um, kind of throw this out there: 17, 11, 14, and fourteen shots. That's not huge. Like the amount of shots he's taken isn't great. Um, obviously, it's you know for somebody that you you kind of think that has the ability to get to, you know, 45, 50 uh, point upside, you would like some more. However, however, he has combated that with his assist totals going up. His shots, he's being more efficient from the field. Um, His rebound totals are still there. They've always been there all season long. Um, But, like... If you look at just the numbers, you wouldn't really think that there's much of a change from a month ago. In fact, you would think that he's actually gotten worse from a month ago because the usage has gone down. Mm -hmm. The shots have gone down. But like you said, and the, the consistency of the assist totals have gone up. The points have gone down. Like everything has "quote unquote" gone down except for the efficiency. Like a month ago, he was shooting like forty and twenty-two percent, and like there's there's games all over the map. Lately, you know, he's got two games over fifty-seven percent or fifty-two percent from the field, and I like the fact that the assists are getting up there close to double digits. Um, now he didn't have a lot of rebounds last game, but 
That's because well, JaVale McGee was... McGee took them all. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't see that happening again. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I do like it without LeBron James. And you got to think, a lot of these games are, you know, a good chunk of these games are with LeBron playing. So now you've got no LeBron. That's you've key. got, um, you know, the the only thing that I'm worried about is does he he's not gonna have to worry about Giannis, which is good. But mm-hmm. does does he stay aggressive enough? even with handling the ball to be able to um, consistently space the floor with the Lakers. And that's yeah, where guys like Caruso right. and um, who else, Bear? Uh, Caruso, KCP does KCP. a little bit of it. Josh Hart does some of it. Yeah. Uh, Rondo's still playing and starting, although he's not playing as much. Um, you know, he's got to be not that he plays much either. And Mike Muscala, Bonga can do some of that stuff. Oh, I was just talking about floor spacing. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. So guys that space the floor, it's it's it does does rely on those guys a little bit to knock down shots. But I do <laughs> like that. I still think he's a fantastic play tonight, um, and I'm going to have a ton of him. Yeah. So, uh, all right, we can't. I, I can't. Can't go through it anymore. I, okay, so just say yes or no. Are you going? Are you going to back to Draymond? No. Um, Not that I think he's a bad play, but there's two guys here that are going to be in most of my lineups. Uh, talk to me about Sabonis. Um, Sabonis is interesting because he's a guy that um, you know can put up his forty-five. Or a forty, even in his twenty-five, twenty-six minutes, particularly against the Clippers, who notoriously struggle against big men, um, and he's not going to be facing uh, Zubats. He's going to be facing Montrez uh, because second unit for both. Um, even though Montrez might as well be a starter, but he's not. Um, but for me, man, it's 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 Trez for me, man. Like Montrez is going to be my 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 favorite power forward on the night. Yeah, I, I think that he's one of those guys that, um, you know, I've you're going to have to – the optimizers aren't going to pick him up. Right. You know, um, but that doesn't mean that he's not a good play. Uh, guys like Sabonis, Draymond, Bad Young, uh, and then a lot of these value guys we're going to talk about, they're going to pop up a lot more. So ownership is going to flow to them, but – um, I love Montrose Harold tonight, and I still think that Sabonis is a good guy, a good, a good person to have in your builds, or at least your player pool as an option, because he's going to play. He's listed as a power forward, but he's going to play the five. Yeah, you know, um, and that's where we typically like to attack the Clippers. Uh, plus, he can space the floor. He can, you know. They can run him out there at the space five. It's just there's a lot of different things that he can do, um, and he doesn't have to rely on his jump, his uh, jumper in order to get there. Yeah, well, um, doesn't have much of a jumper, um, so 
Uh, everybody say hello to my cleaning lady, Anna. She's right over here. Hello, Anna. Hi, Anna. Well, yeah, he doesn't have much of a jumper because he jumps like three inches off the ground. Yeah, that's also true. <laughs> okay, um, so let's let's talk about all these guys down here at the yeah, bottom. Yeah, so, I mean, let's talk about the big one here, which is Tobias Harris. So, so no Embiid. Um, really good matchup. Everything has picked up with Tobias since he's gotten – I mean, it hasn't really changed, I should say, but he, he hasn't missed a beat since he got to Philly. Um, you know, no Embiid out. Ball spreads around a lot more, whereas with Embiid, it's, you know, basically everything runs through him than the post, which it should. Um, so now you're going to have a lot more ball movement, and so it makes me like Tobias a lot more. Um, makes me like uh, Redick a little bit too, but for the same reason. But uh, I think Tobias is going to be very popular, um, and he'll certainly be on my on my on a lot of my lineups too. Yep, absolutely. Uh, he's one of the reasons why I'm I, I'm thinking about fading Jimmy Butler on Fandle. Yeah. So uh, please don't play them together. I think it's only one of the two. Uh, it's not both. Yeah. Um, I think you can pair guys like JJ Ben Simmons and stuff like that with Tobias, but I don't think that you can pair uh, Butler and Tobias together. So, all right, there's going to be a lot of value at the at the power forward position tonight. Um, there's one guy here that I think literally no optimizer will put into their lineups, and I just can't seem to get away from him. I think there's two. Well, Montrez is one, but no, no, no. I think there's two like below 4K. Oh yeah, yeah, no, there are, but this one's way above. This one's Marvin Bagley. Like he's very expensive at six two hundred, but I think that they're finally going to start lifting some of his his minutes, the restrictions, give him a little bit more. Um, you know, Brooklyn is the ideal team to have like a Bagley at, at the five. Um, so I still think I, I I'm still going to have uh, you know I'm not going to go crazy, but uh, I'm going to have you know ten percent Bagley out of you know however many lineups that I'm running. Um, so he's, he's there. And then, um, let's talk about Frank the tank. So Kaminsky is 4,300. Um, we know that there's no Zeller. We know that, um, there's no Embiid. So they're going to be starting Boban. Boban's not a 30 minute a day, a, a player, uh, you know, a game guy. He's probably going to end up playing in the, in the low 20s. What do we have him here at? 25 minutes. The rest of the game is going to be small, which is really ideal for a guy like Kaminsky. So you're going to have Kaminsky probably match up with like a Mike Scott a lot. Um, I like that for Kaminsky. At that price, Fandle is the ideal quintessential drop score candidate. Um I might even play him as not a drop, to be honest. I just, I just think he's in a good place here. Um. Okay. I don't have a lot to offer on Frank Kaminsky because I don't. I'm not sure yet. Uh, I see exactly what you're saying. I just. I don't know if it's because I like others better yeah. that are cheaper. And okay. I'm going to take the option of baiting a guy that's projected to be pretty chalky. Sure. And try to get more 
out of cheaper guys or if it's the fact that I don't like the way that he's playing right now. I, I haven't decided that yet. Um, I do still have to look at him, but I do really like guys like Ed Davis. Uh, Rodion's Kurux is absolutely just popping off the sim. Um, and then our love, our love child tonight uh, yes. DJ Wilson. Yes. Guys, yes. Okay, so let's let's talk about that situation. Guys, yes. you are going to see every freaking optimizer pop off Ursan Ilyasova. As they should. Every single one. Pivot to Wilson. Pivot to Wilson. Just to give you an idea. A couple of reasons. First of all, before you get into the details, I just want to make a little joke here. His first name is DJ. So for you DJ Khaled lovers, every time he scores, you get to yell, DJ Wilson. That's the biggest reason why I want to play Wilson. But from a basketball standpoint, go ahead. Um, so highlight them, both of them. Uh, when you're talking guys that – Hustle. Guys that can contribute from 15 different, not 15, but like a multitude of different categories. Guys that don't rely on their shot falling. Um, guys that bring energy. Montrez Williams, uh, Kenneth Fareed, uh, Montrez Williams, Montrez <laughs> Harrell. I was going to let it slide, but okay. <laughs> uh, Kenneth Fareed, um, you know, guys like that. DJ Wilson is one of those guys who can shoot the three ball. Yes. Who can obviously the hustle things you mentioned. So the rebounds, the dunks, the steals, the blocks, that's all going to be there. And he's not a part of their normal rotation. Like, unfortunately, you're not going to see a ton of DJ Wilson in the playoffs. Okay. You might see him at, at times, or if some of these guys get foul troubles, but you're talking about a guy that plays, like nine minutes, two minutes, 16 minutes, 19 minutes. He had a run there the beginning part of February before the All-Star break where he was playing around 20 minutes a game. Right? Yeah, before also before Meritage got there. Before Meritage got there, exactly. Now he's kind of been phased out of the rotation. He's going to get his shot tonight, guys. And he's going to remind us exactly who he is. Mm-hmm. So... While the field chases Ursan Ilyasova, just pivot, pay the same price for a DJ Wilson, and be good to go. For me, if I say I'm gonna, if if that that position at 3,500 is going to be a core part of my lineups at 65%, 70% tonight, it's going to be like 10% Illy and 60% DJ. That's what I have. <laughs> Um, other guys like Ed Davis, Taj Gibson, Dario Saric, uh, Kurux, like they're all in play tonight as well. Uh, I'm, if I'm not playing Kuzma or Harrell or, or, uh, Harris, I'm probably punting both spots. Whoa. On Fandle. Okay. 
Like, and we're about, cause I mean, you got to think of the way that I've kind of talked about my build. You've got, yeah, yeah. you know, you've got a lot of money at, at other positions. I need some savings. Listen, I, I don't, I don't mind going Urson and Wilson in the same lineup. Ooh, I don't know if I could do that. I'm okay with that. One of the two is going to do his thing. Best case scenario, they both do. So, and then you have a drop. So I'm, uh, uh, you said Fandle, right? So. Uh, you're not going to have any other scrubs in, in there, so I'm fine with that. No, but I really, really, really like Kurux tonight. Oh, gotcha. That's that's one of the reasons why. Like, I mean, see, I see what you're saying, and I agree with it, but I just I, – I don't – like, I would rather have yeah, Kurux in there or – That makes sense. You know, just for me personally. But I see what you're makes saying, and, and I don't mind it. Uh, all right, let's move on to centers here. Uh, one of the reasons why I need money saving at the power forward position is because I've got a crap ton of Carl Anthony Towns tonight. Interesting. Who's going to stop him? No, Nobody. Uh, I mean, they, there's nobody on the team that can. But, uh, you know, it's basically going to be him against the champs. So... You know, what scares me is, and I know we don't predict blowouts. I'm not going there. But what I'm saying is we, what I've seen over the last few games is, you know, X amount of minutes left in the fourth quarter, he gets pulled. And you don't get a full, you know, four quarters of cat. You get like three and a quarter. That's that's my really my only concern when it comes to to cat is that. Matchup-wise, yeah, ain't nobody stopping him. I agree. Um, he should be able to to destroy Andrew Bogut on the perimeter, but Bogut won't be able to keep up with him there. Uh, or Looney. I mean, you might see some Jordan Bell, but um, might even see some Draymond. But uh, which Draymond's actually might make kick him in the nuts. <laughs> yeah, that's what he does. <laughs> but he is also eleven two, so um, you know, not cheap. Yeah. Um. Chalk play of the day, at least on FanDuel, is going to be Miles Turner. Um, I like a pivot to Clint Capella if you can yep. afford that extra $400. Uh, I've had a lot of people ask about Brooke Lopez um, tonight. I, I don't know if I can do it. Um, I think Willie Conley Stein is a better option. Yeah. Uh, but I'm still loving Miles Turner. Yes. Yeah. Like, like so I, that's the chalk I might eat. Like we talk about pivots, we talk about, you know, uh, but for that price, for, I was all over Miles Turner last night at like what two percent ownership. Yeah. Um. I, I don't know. I, I just I don't see how you don't play Turner. Obviously, you know, I'm not going 100. percent I'll have the rest of my. It's going to be Capella. Um. I'll have a couple of Javale lineups uh, just just because I want to. Sp- to, to blow my money but um you know he is playing for a contract um because he's on a one-year deal mm-hmm. but uh you know that that's always very motivating for guys so you know think about that but i don't know uh, i mean i just um i don't i don't i don't i'm gonna i'm gonna be pretty heavy on miles so i'll lap the field uh, yeah, I, I think that's probably where I'm going to be going as well. Um, 
I think and, that me fading Jer Allen is probably going to hurt me a little bit tonight. Um, but I like Willie Collins a lot better. And over the last uh, three weeks, Sacramento has actually been very, very good against the centers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think can we, I'm, can we can we tell them why? Because because Bagley's because Bagley's been out and Collie's been getting the minutes now. Yep. That's basically what it boils down to. And I don't think Badly gets more than 22 minutes tonight. Yeah, I would say about 20, 20, 25 most. Yeah. So, and I think if they do, I think they run him at the four, and I think it hurts uh, Valencia more. 100% it does. That's why I can't play him. He's going to play 20 minutes at the most, I think. So. Um. But yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of good options today. Uh, I don't know if I can play Zubox or Alex Len tonight. Although they're in my player pool right now, I don't think I can go there. I'm a little bit intrigued by by Alex Len. I'll tell you why. Um, you know, I, I him and Deadman both really. But so I, the matchups aren't good for either of them because Capella is he's a load. Um, but. The only way you're really going to counter that is to try to take him out on the perimeter. And both of those guys can shoot the three ball this year. So I, I have a little, that, yeah. little bit of interest. Now, you know, will they put up 50s? No, probably not. But they have the ability to. I can see that. Yeah. Um, JaVale McGee? Ugh. I don't know. Uh, I think that because... I think because Brooke likes to play out in the perimeter, I think he's going to see a lot of Mike Muscala, uh, and I think it's going to limit JaVale a little bit. Probably. Um, we were talking a little bit about that, and it feels like it's chasing almost Yeah. Uh, after his last game. So, but yeah, like, okay, so my top plays, obviously, Cat, Turner, Capella, Willie Cauley-Stein are my or guys that I'm going to be focusing around um, with Cat and Turner being my main guys. So I currently have zero Cat, just so you know. Okay. You also had zero Miles Turner yesterday. I played one lineup. So that's <laughs> not, it's not saying much. <laughs> I, that wasn't supposed to be part of the conversation. Well, it's got to be. Context is somewhat important. Today I'm playing 50 for a comparison. So oh, there you go. Um, yeah, I mean, Miles Turner and and Cat make up about, you know, I would say about 80% of my, my player pool right now. But the other two I really do like as well. It's just yeah. situations. Um, this is also a, a night where... Okay, I'm just going to be completely honest. I'm going to have some lineups that just have the Hammer Games. Sack Brooklyn and Clippers in Indy. I'm going to have some lineups that before 9 p.m. Central Time are sitting at a zero. I'm just being completely honest. And there's going to be a, uh, some of my lineups that are going to have like only one or two guys go off in the first games. Um, I just think that this is one of those nights where you can absolutely backload uh, because of the sack Brooklyn game, because of the Milwaukee Lakers game, um, and because I think the Clippers and in Indy, because of that sack Brooklyn game, go a little bit overlooked. Sure. So, sure. especially with them having the lowest total of the of the slate too. Makes sense. So that's kind of my my thinking there, and it's only a multiple lineup type thing, but it is one thing I am looking at. So, 
All righty. Anything else before we get out? No, just if you're going to play tonight, you got to be glued to the news. You got to be glued to our Slack channel. You got to be glued to, you know, the news and notes because um, things are going to hit us here tonight. So um, I do have one last center question. And we talked okay. about him a little bit earlier. Okay. And I think like we may have forgotten about him. What about Bismack Biombo? Um, I can't do it because, and here's the reason why we talked about it a little bit yesterday. Uh, I hate the idea of a center possibly becoming a drop. Um, I like it more on DraftKings where, you know, he's got to count. Um, I just don't think that you need to go there because there's not a lot to worry about paying up for on FanDuel or DraftKings, honestly. Like, if, if Kaminsky's going to play most of the five, and we already know that um, this is going to be, or this is one of those nights where, uh, you know, they said that Marvin Williams was going to play some small ball five the other day, and that worked. That happened. If yeah. this is another one of those nights, and it very well could be, then Bismack Biombo is the odd man out on this. One, unfortunately, sure. sure. So, like, I get the temptation. I just don't know if I can do it. Understood. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not on it either. So I'm right there with you. Alrighty, guys, that's going to do it for us today. Please make sure you are paying attention to the news like Bear said. Make sure you tune in to his notes, Mutt's notes, and Cash Keg as well for DK. Um, for myself, for Bear, for the DFS Army, we gone. Peace out.